1: are coming. 800 913 gold. 800 913
2: gold. Glenn is out today. The Glenn Beck program. It's Pat, Stu, Jeffy filling in. Uh, are you aware that we're all going to die? That's oh, no. what we heard yesterday on Fox News. Um we'll start with the media chaos and and the insane coverage that is going on right now.
3: I will make a stand. I will raise my voice.
4: fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This
5: is the Glenn
4: Beck Program.
2: It's the Glenn Beck Program. Matt, Stu, Jeffy. Uh, There is no doubt this is a a deadly, really powerful, very dangerous hurricane. But the coverage so far has, is it just me? It's a little strange. It's crazy. It, it is crazy. Listen to this.
3: Over on our wall, a look at the storm track. The forecasters today have expanded the area where the, where the storm may hit. See this? Melbourne, Daytona Beach, mm-hmm. all the way up to Jacksonville. Yeah. This moves 20 miles to the west, and you and everyone you know are dead. All of you. Wow. Because you can't survive it. Wow. It's not possible unless you're very, very lucky. Huh. And your kids die, too.
1: <laughs> oh, what?
2: What the hell? <laughs> is that not responsible coverage? Uh, no, oh, man, that, like is not, that is not. That is not responsible coverage.
3: Uh, then there was this. Hugo was, get out. Right. As hundreds of thousands of people try to get out of harm's way, I'll speak with somebody who's flat out refusing to leave, and I'll ask her why she's staying, and if she expects us to cover her funeral. <laughs>
2: Wait, what? What the hell, uh, I'm gonna guess no. She probably doesn't, since Fox News doesn't cover a lot of funerals. No, they do not. I, I would think the answer to that would be no. Uh,
0: they covered Mandela's funeral?
2: They, Mandela. The good
0: Princess Diana. Yep. The good Princess uh, Diana. Probably. Probably. I don't
6: there's, remember. There's a few. It could, they
0: could have also picked the person in Florida who decided uh, not could. to leave. Could. <laughs> it could. It's <laughs> unlikely. That is weird. I, you know, I, yeah, he's just. Wow, that's nutty. I think there's that element of um coverage where they think uh if they don't scare you, you're going yes. to think,, ah, it's not that big of a deal so they they I think intentionally are telling you things that are you know uh tr- you know, attempting to scare you. That being said, it actually is a really scary storm, and there is. is a legitimate amount of uh panic and preparation that should happen. Yes. Um, and panic's not the right word. I mean, you, you know, you shouldn't be panicking, but you should be reacting to the danger. The issue is when you start getting cartoon like threats like that, I know no one takes it seriously. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's like the glo- It's like global warming. I mean, it's it, you know, they keep telling you you're going to die every nine seconds. And when you don't die, it's, uh, nobody believes it anymore. Right. Over on the Weather Channel,
2: uh, more of I mean, not quite as bad as Shep Smith. But
1: this is like no storm in the record books. <laughs> We are concerned about reports of people deciding to stay in areas under mandatory evacuation orders.
2: Now, let me ask you just that. This is like no storm on the record books. ever. Andrew was a cat five.
0: Yeah, ever. It was much stronger than this. <laughs> There's only five categories. Yeah. And we all know it's one through five. I mean, they're acting like uh,
2: this is a category 206. There's never been a category 206 six super because the scale only goes to five. <laughs> What are you talking about?
1: This is a mistake. This is not hype. This is not hyperbole. Oh. And I am not kidding. I cannot overstate the danger of this storm. I think you just did. Central and North Florida have never been hit by a hurricane this strong. If you live in a Florida evacuation zone, you need to head for a safe spot now. Do not assume you can survive if you choose to stay. There will be overwhelming damage and likely. A heartbreaking loss of life. Based on everything we know, Matthew will make history. The Weather Channel does not want you to be part of that history.
7: I, I
2: think, oh, is, it, is it because they haven't had a hurricane, a yeah, major mean, hurricane, to sink their teeth into in yes. 11 years in America that this kind of coverage is going on? Is, yeah. is
6: well, I mean, we why? did have, uh, what, Hermine <laughs> right up in the armpit of Florida this year, earlier this year. Although it was a Category 1. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that was and it, by the time when it, it made landfall as a hurricane and then broke apart, you know, almost immediately. And by the way, Hillary
2: uh, said this about Hurricane Hermine. What
4: will I tell my son?
2: Oh, that's the uh, wow.
0: that's the other. Thing. See, she does do those accents when she yes, she, she, does. Does. <laughs> she, she does. audiences, she does. You can detect it. You yeah. can really.
4: Another threat to our country is climate change.
0: Yeah, I've, I've been 2015
4: that. was the hottest year on record. And the no. science is clear.
0: Mm.
2: uh, The science is not clear, but they keep saying that. So you will eventually believe it.
0: (laughs) That is (laughs) real. It's
4: wreaking havoc on communities across America. Last week's hurricane Mm -hmm. was another reminder of the devastation that extreme weather can cause. And I send my thoughts and Mm -hmm. prayers to everyone affected by Hermine. Yeah. But this is not the last one that's going to hit Florida, given what's happening in the climate. (laughs)
2: By the way, it's not the first either, given what's happening with the
0: (laughs) I think Um, she's right on that last part, though. It is not the last that will hit Florida. It was not. No, I think they'll guarantee you that. Yeah, it's not there. There's not the
2: last hurricane will never happen on this planet because hurricanes happen and they've always happened and they'll continue to happen. And they've happened with much more regularity than this. Because of global warming. Is that what you no. want to end that with? No. if you end that with... Long, a- long before global warming, <laughs> uh, back in the 3rd uh, century, hurricanes were happening in Florida. Nobody lived there, so we didn't know about it, but hurricanes were happening. Uh, in, in, the, in the B.C. period of time, hurricanes were happening. Was there a lot of global warming, climate change occurring at that time? How devastating... Columbia didn't cover it. How devastating was Hermine?
6: Oh, I mean, it was a well, category one. Her main, yes, Hermaine was, uh, you know, the first one to hit since 05, I since think 05. Technically, first, was a hurricane. First hurricane, and there was, a, you know, there was some flooding and stuff. But the aftermath in Florida alone, yeah, um, in Lee County, uh, crews were deployed to collect plant debris. <laughs> um, in Hernando County, no, I mean, plant debris. In Can Hernando imagine? County, which I, I mean, well, you, you I, could, have,
0: you could joke about that, but what does that mean to the plant?
6: I have a lived. In the it plant it lot.
0: hurt they hurt
6: the plant quite a bit worked in Hernando county, Florida before uh, they provided curbside debris removal and two parks were closed oh my God. two I'm just not a joking matter Hermine was
2: Are, is that, was, that hyperbole it was, on climate, your part it <laughs> uh,
6: <Hyperbole>. jeffy <laughs> <laughs> I mean look there's a big I know there, there was a lot of flooding damage and stuff throughout it but yes. it was it was it was a <laughs> and and
2: I will oh. say a tree fell on a homeless person. And, and killed him. So they were able then to call it a deadly storm.
0: Quite a different scale of what we're looking at now. I mean, in Haiti, no with, the death toll is up to 478. Oh, my gosh. Um, I mean, it's brutal. Uh, you know, and, But it has nothing sad.
2: to do with... Cl- I can't believe no. they're making this into climate change, and they are. Absolutely. I can't believe they're making this into a climate change storm. Especially, it had nothing yes. to go on for yes. eleven years. And
0: remember, this was the marquee claim of people who believed in global warming and wanted to scare you about it. Right when Al Gore's movie came out, to They're the, to the be point stronger and more frequent hurricanes. To the point of, on the, the the theatrical poster of an inconvenient truth was a giant hurricane. Right. It was that was exactly. it was their prime time number one claim. Following that movie, we went 11 years with no hurricanes in uh, in Florida. And, and, you know, nothing. Not a single. This is the first
2: major one. Major hurricane yeah. in all that time. We had a few minor ones, a few smaller yeah. ones. I think it was a, uh, the one that hit us before we left Houston. Ike was a
0: high two or low three. Yeah. The, I mean, one, the one thing that everyone will point to is, quote, unquote, Hurricane Sandy which was not, was a, not hurricane. a hurricane before, wound not being a hurricane before it hit. Um, and it was, not, it was not a wind situation incident. You, you just have, you have an island there. You had, you know, there's a very it was flooding. Unique, unique circumstances where a storm hits, the, you know, the place where we store all of our tall buildings. Uh, so there was a lot of damage that happened there. But, I mean, yeah. we have gone, as far as natural disasters go that could be linked to climate, I mean, we've had a really good run here. And this is the point with global warming. It doesn't matter what the run is. It doesn't matter what the path. is. Not at all. It's just what is happening right now. Right now, people are focusing on weather. Therefore, global warming is going to be... Al Gore is going to be out on the campaign trail for Hillary Clinton. That's what's going to happen. They're going to try to teach, you know, tell millennials that this is all daddy and grandpa's fault. You know, the people who built your society, those terrible, terrible people, they're responsible for the 0.9 degree temperature rise, and and they should be blamed for it. Um, And it somehow that means you should vote for Hillary Clinton, which which is inexplicable. I mean,
6: technically, I mean, Matthew is wreaking havoc along the East Coast. Uh, Right now, it's a little north of Cape Canaveral. But uh, technically, Matthew has not made landfall.
0: Right. So, I mean, I I thought I heard it. I thought I heard. uh, Obviously, it it made
6: landfall in Haiti and -hmm. cutting across, uh, you know, when it was coming across the Caribbean and the Bahamas, but not the U.S.,
0: Right. I think I think it, I thought it did on an island. Um, but uh, I, I don't it know, the maybe that's possible. Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It, regardless, though, this is a dangerous storm. Absolutely. It, I mean, they're saying, uh, you know, they believe that the way it's turning, you know, it's going to be more of a North Florida. Georgia is going to be the hardest part hit rather than Southern Florida, which, you know, kind of got got away with. Uh may yeah. a bullet a little bit, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, think great. about this as you as you look at these hurricane paths, you'll see this all the time. Um, they have this, Jeffy, you know, they're, they're called the spaghetti... Uh, spaghetti models, yeah Spaghetti models. Honest. And you'll see the spaghetti models. And it looks like a bunch of lines just drawn on top of each other. that all pretty much go generally the same way. They all want to go back east. They all want to... And then there's always one or two that shows it, like, turning back encircling South America, and then stopping on Hawaii for nine months. Yeah. You know, like, there's always that one model that it makes, it's totally out of the... There's more than one model showing Matthew doing that now. Right, yeah, there's a couple that, not that, but no, something but else No, turning crazy. back around, turning back around. I'm just making a general point about when you look at these models, because you look at it, this is the time when everyone's thinking of them. The spaghetti models, they all shoot up the same way, and then there's always one or two that kind of just drifts off in some weird direction. Mm-hmm. With, with global warming predictions, they have the same modeling. And they all have have a spaghetti model, and all of them shoot up in all the same direction. And then there's one or two that just kind of straggle around, and there's almost no warming at all. The temperatures are matching those models. It's going the opposite way. The crazy, outlying, the the hurricane model that makes it circle around South America and stop over Hawaii for six months. That's the model uh, uh, that the the temperatures are actually following. And to see that... when we're supposed to be so sure about what's happening with global warming and how there's going to be so certain and the science is settled. And we can give you some polling data on this. The, the American people certainly don't think the science is settled, including liberal Democrats. Even they don't buy they, these, The administration just keeps driving it home. They just keep saying it. I don't, I don't know. It's just like, you know, Shep Smith. I guess if you continue to tell everyone they're going to die in your mind, you think, well, maybe one person will take it seriously. Maybe somebody out there will listen. But I think the other side of that is that a lot of people just kind of laugh and, and move on with their lives. What happened to their theory?
2: Well, and, it, and I think it is fact. Weather is not climate. And climate right. is not weather. Don't confuse a no. weather event with the climate. Because they always said that to us because they were, they were predicting that there was, there was going to be no more snow. Remember that? Yep. Every Democrat living today, and, and especially living back then in the early 2000s, would say, There's not, pretty, pretty soon you're going to have to tell your children what snow was because we're not going to have any. Really? Okay, so then every time it snowed, we said, well, uh, it's still snowing. Yeah, don't confuse climate with weather. That's just a weather event. But every weather event now that is severe, whether it's a hurricane, snowstorm, whatever,
0: that is now climate change. Every right. single one of them proves their point. Even the snowstorms. Even the snowstorms. Which is amazing because that, well, you're right. That was their answer to, well, there's yeah. a big snowstorm. That's just the weather. It's got nothing to do with climate. Now, even the snowstorms have to do with climate. Talk about science deniers. Oh, man.
2: Uh, 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. patent stew for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program.
3: Glenn Beck
1: very good close personal friend bill o'reilly and martin dugard have uh, written some great books one of them is killing reagan which has now been turned into a new movie it's going to be on the national geographic channel it's premiering killing reagan sunday october 16th it's at eight o'clock eastern seven o'clock central um and the movie follows the events that led to the assassination i had forgotten that ronald reagan was only in office for 69 days it starts actually um, during the presidential election between Ronald Reagan and Jimmy Carter. Ugh. Um, and it shows the scary path that John Hinckley um, uh, is following at that time. And then March 31st, 1981, just 69 days into his first term, uh, six shots ring out, and four men are down. One of them is the president. He doesn't even realize he's been shot. In the, uh, in the vehicle, and they're bringing him to the White House. It's a good thing they didn't. The assault that changed a man, a marriage, and a presidency. Tim Matheson, Cynthia Nixon, star as Ron and Nancy Reagan in Killing Reagan. The good thing about this is, you know it's not going to be a hatchet job because Bill O'Reilly oversaw it. Premiere is Sunday, October 16th at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central on the National Geographic Channel. <laughs>
5: the glenn beck program
1: mercury are coming eight hundred nine thirteen gold eight hundred nine thirteen gold. The
7: Glenn Beck
2: program eight 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 seven two seven Beck. Pat Stu Jeffy for Glenn Glenn Beck program triple eight.
3: 727-B-E-C-K. Just so you know what's going on today. Over on our wall, a look at the storm track. The forecasters today have expanded the area where the where the storm may hit. See this? Yeah. Melbourne, Daytona Beach, all the way up to Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. This moves 20 miles to the west, and you and everyone you know are dead. Wow. All of you. Because you can't survive it. Wow. It's not possible unless you're very, very lucky. And your kids die, too.
2: I mean, that's... <laughs> Come on, Chip. That's just serious. come on. Uh,
0: That's anyway. irresponsible. I, uh, it's pretty bad. I mean, it's it's hard to imagine. It's, I mean, saying it with a straight face. It's it's like it's like that you could pull that and and literally insert it into Sharknado, yeah, without changing yeah. anything.
6: Yeah, yeah. A- any kind of uh, any kind of comedic report. You yeah. would do that where you're all going to die. I mean, that, absolutely.
0: Right. I mean, it's. I. I, I don't know. Maybe he's being tongue in cheek there. I mean, I don't. I don't watch him enough. To I don't know. know. Oh, I, I don't oh, no. know.
6: I don't think so. I don't it's think really, so either.
2: I don't think there's any tongue in cheek there. I I mean, I think there are. He's trying to get the point across. It's very dangerous. It's dangerous, right? You shouldn't try to write out a a category four hurricane.
0: And I will say, people noticed, right? I mean, you know, it it wasn't. I I
6: mean, I talked about it yesterday when I, you know, in the weather report for Pat and Stew, when I talked about, you know, a wobble
0: right or left is a big difference on what the storm does. Don't try to compare yourself to a weatherman. (laughs) Your weather coverage on Pat and Stew. Is one of the most embarrassing things that's ever happened in the history of broadcasting. <laughs> I'm talking about that. One can't. up? Did I hear you say one up? Uh, well, one up. He's just the other uh, weather reports I, are the I, other ones. I, so he's competing against himself. I mean,
2: people, I, I did, get, I, I did I, get a fairly angry email yesterday.
6: Okay. Uh, from the oh, listener. No. Not, not about my weather report.
2: Uh, well, it's, it's from Ross, and he says, uh, Pat, I, I only have one beef with you guys right now. Why isn't Jeffy on the East Florida coast? <laughs> I, I mean, what the heck am I subscribing for if it's not to see Jeffy in peril? I mean, he's an immovable object, and the hurricane is an unstoppable force. Do it for science, man! And he signs it "milk" <laughs> because that's one of the few things yeah. Jeffy can actually say.
0: And that's a good. That's a legitimate legitimate uh, point. Legitimate, legitimate point, Rosberg. I don't know how we Legi- did not do that. Point. We got this one into a, at World of Stew on Twitter. Uh, pl- uh, from Peter, please tell Jeffy not to eat the spaghetti models. <laughs> <laughs> See, because it's spaghetti,
6: and
2: right, I think what he's saying there is, oh, wow. you know, that yes. you're, you're fat, and right. so he doesn't I mean, want you to mistake I mean, the spaghetti for actual spaghetti. I
6: mean, not everyone that's fat eats spaghetti. <laughs> well, he knows you do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we, we were talking about these climate change uh, uh, the science being settled. Yeah. This is a new poll from Pew uh, that just came out about going into the depths of uh, politics and climate change. Um, so is climate change occurring? Um, 33% of U.S. adults uh, say that scientists understand that very well. 33%? A third. Wow. One just third. whether or not it's occurring. It's occurring. Right. Now that's just one third. Okay. Wow. What about the causes of climate change? All right. Only 11 percent of conservative Republicans say science uh, scientists understand that very well, which, of Mm -hmm. course, you'd understand because conservatives are 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 Mm anti-science. So uh, moderate or liberal Republicans, only 19 percent, 19 percent believe that scientists understand the causes of climate change very well. Okay. still Republicans, still Republicans, though. What about moderate moderate to conservative Democrats? That number should be 70, 80 percent, you'd think Mm -hmm. it's 28 percent, only 28 percent believe that. And even liberal Democrats, only slightly over half, 54 percent believe scientists understand very well the causes of climate change. I didn't even go into what we should do about it.
2: Holy cow. Uh, It doesn't sound settled to me. It, I mean, it's anything but consensus, and it's anything but
3: settled. This is the Glenn Beck program. Mercury.
2: You're safe here on the East Coast, especially in Florida. Uh, what else is in the path? Georgia, um, Carolinas. Carolinas. Carolina. So, sure so uh, make sure you're taking precautions. And, and if, if you're right on the coast, you, you've got to flee that. You can't. You can't ride out. I'll tell the you to evacuate. For. Leave. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's really smart to to get away from that. Yeah. Um, on. MSNBC yesterday, uh, Ron, Ron Allen had this to say about climate change and, and Barack Obama and the, the Paris Peace Accord.
5: He believes so deeply in <clears throat> protecting the environment, protecting the climate. And this is something that and he's been pushing group. for, arguably, for the past seven and a half years. <laughs> and when you talk to mm-hmm. the president, you hear him talk. He thinks that this is one of the most significant aspects of his legacy, yeah. that he has done something that unites the world around the goal. You could just hear the worship.
2: In his voice for Barack Obama, can't you? You can just, I mean, he loves this guy.
5: Of saving the planet. Now, as a practical matter, (laughs) it's very interesting that this is happening on a day when there's a hurricane bearing down on the United States and in the Caribbean. I thought weather wasn't climate.
0: No, no. I thought weather wasn't climate yet. No, it is. Yet, it's very interesting that this happens to be going on on the day that this hurricane is hitting and improving his point completely. (laughs) (laughs)
5: <laughs> Storms, beach erosion, uh, intense uh-huh. weather uh, episodes intense that we've had are perhaps the most practical example it. of what the president is talking about uh, as the threat that the planet faces. Right. Uh, and this is what this whole climate agreement uh, signed That's by about. 190 nations and now right. ratified by about 60 or so is designed to stop. OK, so the Paris Climate Accord
2: was designed to stop Hurricanes. <laughs> oh God. Why didn't we do this a long time ago? Right. If we would have done this in the 1800s, a lot of people would be alive today that aren't because of hurricanes.
0: It's uh, weird because we still had hurricanes then and the, the emissions were nowhere close. Well, that's because we didn't have the Paris Accord.
2: Now, had we had the Paris Accord, we could have stopped all the
0: hurricanes. So it's not about the emissions. it's, no, just it's the about accord the accord itself. Apparently because
2: <laughs> we've always had hurricanes and we always will. And, and somebody should tell Ron, Ron, this is not going to stop hurricanes. Okay? It won't even limit them.
6: This will have no effect on hurricanes. Well, not until everyone signs it. <laughs> no, even then. I mean, everybody, no, everyone has to sign no, it. No effect at all on hurricanes.
0: And then Obama was pretty much making this point yesterday uh, as well, um, talking about how the Paris a- Agreement is the
8: number one way to save the planet. Now, uh, the Paris Agreement alone will not solve the climate crisis. Not alone. Not alone. Even if we meet every target... In- he, he needs to talk to Ron.
2: Because- <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Ron is saying it is.
8: <laughs> ...bodied in the agreement, will only get to part of where we need to go. <laughs> wow. But make no mistake, this okay. agreement will help delay or avoid some of the worst consequences of climate change. Will it? Ah. It will help other nations ratchet down their dangerous carbon emissions over time. Okay. And set bolder targets as technology advances. I love bolder targets. All under a strong system of transparency that allows each nation to evaluate the progress of all other nations. Uh, Wow, that's really... And by sending a signal that this is going to be our future, a clean energy future, it opens up the floodgates for businesses and scientists and engineers to unleash high-tech, low-carbon investment and innovation at a scale that we've never seen before. Wow. Gives us the best possible shot... To save the one planet we've got. Oh
0: wow, this sounds great. Wow, that's beautiful. This sounds great. So he says it's only gonna do part of the it's only gonna do part of it. And yeah. he's right on that. It's only gonna do part of it. But a big part.
2: I mean a massive part. Oh my gosh. Let, let's let, take let's, care of the majority of what we need to take care of. He didn't mention right? it,
6: but I mean hurricanes will be gone. Yeah, I mean so obviously
2: uh, like that's Ron part. said, this was what we needed to stop hurricanes, so that part is done. And then I don't know probably tornadoes too will go yeah, probably. away. Probably. Yeah. I mean you get you get about let's say we whack about
0: 80% of the problem.
2: About 80 85%. Sure, of course. Right.
0: Well, follow along here. Uh, everyone pull out their uh, February 2016 issue of Global Policy. Oh, I've got <laughs> mine right here. A Volume 7, Issue 1, pages 109 to 118.
2: I have the whole thing highlighted. Oh, you do? Okay, yeah. good. Oh my so God. You
0: know this, but I've let me... I've been studying it since the Accord came out because I love it so In cool. case there was a, a mail issue with your uh, particular uh, journal copy, yeah. uh, we will uh, go through some of the details here. Okay. Um, so, basically, what the Paris Agreement does is, in theory... This is this, if everyone, this realistic standard of full compliance where every country actually does what they say they're going to do. Everyone signs on. Everything well, works. They,
2: they sign, so they have to.
0: Right. Of they, course. They have
2: to. As we've never seen. It's just like the nuclear agreements we had with the Russians, with the Soviets. <laughs>
0: they had to comply. They had to. They had no choice. I mean, choice. they didn't, but they had to. But they had to. So. So, uh, Paris would theoretically, if all of this happened. Okay. Um save our incredibly insensitive and pathetically weak unstable planet yeah. from 33 billion tons of co2 33 billion tons sounds like a lot it is a lot sounds like a lot now it will cost a lot to do and it's kind of ridiculous to think that all the countries involved will actually play by the rules but let's go ahead and assume all of that happens anyway all right 33 billion tons and remember what Barack Obama said about this. Is this was meeting the moment. What was his exact quote? Um, we need an enduring agreement that reduces global carbon pollution and sets the world on a course to a low-carbon future. A few hours ago, we succeeded. We met the moment. Like, this is the drama. So here's the actual uh, situation. Right. If everything happens, uh, we... And everything... All the science is right.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And all, everything works. We've
2: we, knocked out 85, 90% no, of the no. problem.
0: By 2100 we will have saved 0.05 degrees. This will lower our warming exposure from 4.5 degrees Celsius to just over 4.5 degrees Celsius. (laughs) I want you to know the impact of that. Now, that is if it actually worked. This is all based on on, on, Um, uh, INDCs, they're called. INDCs. Uh, Nationally Determined Contributions. The I, however, in INDCs is intended. So these are not hard targets. It's what they intend to do in the future. So if 200 countries all come together and do what they intend, we will save 0.05 degrees in uh, 80, uh, 80 years. Now...
6: Um, Of course they're going to do it. Of course every country will get exactly what they intended
0: to do. Of course, of course. Now, if you uh, you got to love this part, too. They're going to cut 33 billion tons with Paris. But they all keep coming out and saying what Barack Obama was saying, what the guy on MSNBC was saying, we're going to stop all these hurricanes and everything else. These are based on projections that are in this data. However, it's only if they do the Paris Agreement and then succeed on also lowering emissions by over 90 times what the Paris Agreement lowers. So it's not 33 billion tons, which is what Paris does. It's over 3 trillion tons. They don't tell you that unless you dive into your copy of Global Policy, February 2016, Volume 7, Issue 1, pages 109 through 118. Yeah, which I have highlighted. Right. So they're telling, they're overselling this. By, what, 90 times.
2: For, and, and it doesn't even, it
0: doesn't knock out half a degree. No. Doesn't do I mean, it's embarrassing. These are the things, these are, and this is why you need somebody on television saying everyone's going to die. It's why you need somebody on television saying yeah. all the hurricanes are going to go away. Because what they're actually doing accomplishes nothing except jack all your energy prices up and take money out of your pocket. It accomplishes nothing, and that's even if everyone actually does these things. You know, you know. It's. I mean, you think China, China is going to go through and actually play along with all of these uh, reductions? Yes. Of course they're not. Oh. of course they're not.
6: <laughs> oh. You did think they would? I, yeah, yeah. I mean, they. Uh, they didn't they say they would? Well, you're so
2: trusting, uh, Jeffy. That's that's beautiful. They did say they would. Okay. Well, no, I, I don't actually think they did say they would. Did they? I think they've always said, we're going to do what we
0: want. We're going to do what's I, I best think, actually, for Actually, I think
6: that's true. I think they it may have said, uh, be, you know, maybe.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Largely, it's true. What they usually do will come in and say, look, we'll participate in the process, but our process will be we get to do whatever we want. So if you right. want our name on the document, just make it really easy for us to hit because we're going to do whatever we want.
2: And then, of course, there's what... Al Gore said
7: about China. I've learned from their scientists. They're right on the cutting
0: edge. They're right on the cutting edge. edge. This is at a time, by the way, they were understating their reported emissions by billions and billions of tons.
2: That's right on the cutting edge of lying. Right on the cutting edge. I mean, they're they're on the cutting edge as they're going online with a new power, with coal-fired power plant every week.
0: Every week. Every week. It's just amazing that this stuff works on anyone. On anybody. And I I don't know. I guess we're in a point in American history where, I mean, people have called it a post-fact era. And it's, I mean, there's a good argument to be made for it. It is a post-fact era. I I mean, it just, there's no consequence for getting things wrong anymore. These guys have been coming out and saying these things for how long? these 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 uh, warnings of imminent death i mean we're not too far away from ted turner's prediction of cannibalism because of global warming <laughs> that that's was coming supposed soon. to happen by was it 2030 i think so there's a there's a global there's a uh, cannibalism countdown on uh, glenbeck.com um i'm not sure where it lives we're at this point only 14 <laughs> years away from cannibalism
6: i think <laughs> right. well uh wow <laughs> i know i was I know it's not uh, probably too soon to make fun of the damage in Haiti, but it was reported that... Children are eating trees because of climate change.
2: Right. It's the, I mean, they're obviously not cannibals, but this was reported on on the Weather Channel.
4: We're really concerned about Haiti. So we look at the area of Dominican Republic, and you notice what's different in this NASA image. You see all brown here and then green to the east. That's because this whole area has been essentially deforested. They take all the mm-hmm. trees down. They burn the trees. Even the kids there, they're so hungry, they actually eat the trees. Now, They
2: actually eat the trees. That's so, actually,
0: is there, uh, they actually uh, they,
2: they've eaten all the trees and deforested the island of Haiti. Now, there
0: may so, be an incredibly sad incidence of, uh, of something like this happening. Nobody however, knows it,
2: about any kids ever eating trees in Haiti. Come on, no. not happening.
0: I, I mean, I've certainly never however, heard <laughs> of however, however, it's certainly not the cause of deforestation for a country. No, it is not. No, it is not. I mean, that's a lot. I mean, unless, you know, unless Jeffy was
2: I mean, she said a dumb thing, but people are calling for her to be fired. I, mean, I don't even understand
3: that. But uh, Shep on.
2: Smith can say this. Over on our
3: wall, a look at the storm track. The
2: forecasters today have die. expanded
3: the area where the, where the storm may hit. Uh-huh. See this? Yeah. Melbourne, see Daytona this? Beach, all the way up it. to Jacksonville. Yeah. This moves 20 miles to the west, and you and everyone you know are dead. Everyone you know. All of you. Dead, all of because you. Because you can't survive it. Yeah. It's not possible unless you're very, very lucky. And your kids die, too.
2: I mean, holy cow. And we're- You compare those two statements, which is worse? Certainly not Jen Delgado's on the Weather Channel. No, You know, she... I don't know where she heard that story. It's obviously not true. But, you know, tell her it's not true. Have her make a retraction. The end, right? You don't lose your job over that. No. No, you should not. Uh... Uh, on the other hand, I mean, something is irresponsible of you and everyone you know will die. That's craziness. I I'm, There's people I know. If I lived in Florida, there would be people I know in Montana. Are They're going to die, too, because of this? <laughs> and their children. It's, it's a hurricane so bad, it's going to kill everyone you know. Oh, they're not even in the area. It doesn't matter. <laughs> They'll still die. That's how bad this is. More patent stew for Glenn on
1: the Glenn Beck Program. Coming
2: up. Glenn Beck.
1: This is the Glenn Beck Program. Burglars think it's okay to steal your stuff. They feel now entitled to it. Um, You know, it's a way to level the playing field. We read that story. Where was that from? Um, A few months back where the mother of a 16-year-old that was caught by police breaking into a house said, how is he going to buy his new school clothes now? Oh, my God. Gosh, we're upside down. Get a home security system now from Simply Safe. With Simply Safe, you will get the best protection. Um, You—it's really easy to use. It is completely wireless. You own the system, and that's the biggest thing. You buy the system, you pay fourteen ninety nine or fourteen ninety five a month. And you get the twenty four seven monitoring if you want it. You can just use it as an alarm. Somebody opens up a window, the glass breaks, or whatever, and just the alarm in the house can go off. And you don't have to have the monitoring if you don't, if you don't want. Um, and you own it, so you're not constantly paying for it five and ten times over because of the alarm company. You own this. You get in control of your own life and protect your home the smart way. No long term contract. Monthly monitoring, 1499. Get in control of your life. Protect yourself and your home and your family with Simplysafebeck.com. Go there now, SimplySafebeck.com.
3: You're listening to the Glenn Beck program. Mercury. Program. Uh, Glenn Beck Program, Pat and Stu,
2: Jeffy for Glenn today. What do you make of the NFL ratings uh, falling 14%? How can that possibly be? I find it to be,
0: be. circumstantial. Some really bad games. Uh, the de- you're going to have not only one debate, but now two debates against major NFL events. Uh, the Sunday night, of course, we haven't All right. talked about that yet, but that's going to be going up against Sunday night football. You had a Monday night debate against Monday night football.
2: So
6: Sunday night, at what time is the debate? Eight or something? Is that when it starts? Yeah, it's usually um, eight times. So it'll be nine Eastern.
2: Seriously, if you have a choice, I, I don't even know what the Sunday night game is, but even if it's Cleveland against Jacksonville, <laughs> I'm more <laughs> interested
0: in that than I am the debate. I certainly was for the, because uh, you'll also have uh, that night, uh, li- likely a baseball game. Uh, I think it's game three of the ALCS, which I, yeah. or ALDS, I mean. Uh,
6: no teams are in there that we care
0: about. Oh, I, you know, I'm I well, you got the Rangers. The Rangers oh, yeah, Texas Rangers. right? Of, yeah, of Rangers, course, sorry, America's yeah. team, Toronto Blue Jays, uh, will be in that as well. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, so there is a, uh, there's a lot of competition right now. And, of course, they're blaming the typical streaming and all that other stuff, which probably chips uh, might a little bit.
6: I might in a little bit, yeah.
0: Uh, but, I mean, no, that's no, a year-to-year mean. thing, and that's not that, you know.
6: Anything to do with Colin Kaepernick?
0: I mean. Oh, you know,
6: I hadn't even
2: thought that. of that. That might be, that might uh, have people are still doing a little it as well. Over the,
0: all the NFL players who take a knee. That is what they're trying to tie it to. I, I, I tend to think that those things with the NFL don't usually work. Every year we have a new reason to to boycott the NFL that never actually kicks in. But maybe this is the one.
2: Maybe this is where people are drawing the line, taking a stand. Hmm, interesting to see.
4: This
5: is. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.
0: So the Sunday night game this week uh, would be the New York Giants at the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. That's favorite team. Absolutely People so have no coverage of the debate on a Monday. And <laughs> look. <laughs> I will say, curing the election season, you need football. I need it more than ever. Uh, And, uh, you know, one of the ways I love to to, to be sports rich, get all the the, the fantasy that sports has to offer, is with FanDuel. FanDuel, uh, you know, I was looking at some of the, I mean, this week, you've got some good bargains. I mean, Devontae Parker is cheap. Terrell Pryor has been really good for Cleveland, which I like a lot, although New England's a weird matchup. But you go on uh, FanDuel, even if you've never played before, you can play uh, on them. If you deposit, you'll get up to $50 in free entries. New users who deposit will get 5 free entries to NFL 5050 beginner contest. You're going up against other beginners. You just need to finish in the top half. The value did up to 50 bucks. Go to fanduel.com, click the join now button and use my code stu, f a n d u e l.com, fanduel.com promo code stu void where prohibited.
2: Uh, Glenn is out today, but uh, Stu's here, Jeffy's here, I'm here, and uh, we'll somehow get through it. Uh, We also finish up our serial on Hillary's scandals this week with her most recent controversies of which there are many, including Benghazi, obviously, the email scandal, there are so many you can't think of all all of them in uh, in one fell swoop. The alt-right is showing exactly who they are right now and uh we've got a lot of things to finish up the summer of course and the hurricane coverage as well that all begins right now
4: of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
2: Oh, and Cecile Richards, president of Planned Parenthood, uh, gets excited when she hears about how and why women choose to get their abortions. (laughs) That's great. Uh, You know, I get excited when people tell me their stories about killing people, too. Don't you? I, I, I always enjoy that. Oh, there's
0: an entire, you know, it's a lot of fun. league dollar industry of horror movies. People like to that's true, they definitely like to yeah, engage. True, true. Island video games. Oh, and yeah, are really. Call us and share your favorite murder story.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Again, we have lost one of the three big things that the left used to preach about, which was safe, legal, and rare. They no longer they care, care about, about rare. rare at all. They want it to be safe, I guess. I mean, although you see with Gosnell and others that it's not necessarily the top of their list of, of, of interests. Right. They want it to be legal. That's right. the number one. They want it to be legal. And it seems like it's more like yeah, kind of safe, legal, and encouraged is the new slogan. Because now it's It's not about, well, well. this is a terrible decision um, and women struggle with it. And that's not the pitch anymore. The pitch is this is a wonderful thing. and help our lives. You know, I, I, was, I, I, I wouldn't have been able to get the job I got. I, my, my who knows? I might have been in debt. Like they, act, they say these things as if they're the equivalent. It would have been really life. inconvenient for me at the time. Yeah. I well, I wouldn't have been able to deal with it. Well, look, it, it can be very difficult to deal with in certain sure. circumstances. That's right. why there's adoption, right? There's uh, there's other things to address that issue. Yeah. Um. You know. But the idea that you're going to praise this because why? I mean, you know, uh, because I think it's they've realized that they're only going to get to a certain point by saying this is a really negative activity that we must allow in a society. She has to turn it into this is a very positive activity to make a dent any further in, the, in right. the debate, I guess.
2: And she says, the exciting thing to me now is that young people are telling their stories and they're living out loud. More women are telling their abortion stories. And I told mine. I think once we get out of the shadows, and I think the LGBT movement has led the way in this, it normalizes what should be an open and honest conversation. I mean, so now, yeah, that's the thing, to normalize abortion and just make it, uh, you know, just the most natural and wonderful thing you can do. We've already had open and honest conversations, at least from our, our standpoint, we're, we're honest about it, we're certainly open about it. Um, they're not honest about it. It would be nice if they'd be honest about it and at least admit
0: it's human life they're talking about. And they won't. They won't do that. Kind of why I, at some level, respect people like her and the Sandra Flukes of the world. It's like, at least they're admitting it. mm -hmm. They're saying, I mean, they're not trying to couch this in a, well, look, I'm personally against it. Uh, and I'm. I would never say after uh, six months. Then I think it's bad. They're like, nah. Eight seconds yeah. <laughs> before birth, kill it. Right. And and and, and, right. and while I think that's abhorrent and terrible, at least they're being honest about it. They're, it's mm-hmm. very rare from someone on that side of the aisle to be honest True. about this issue. And it, in some ways, it's nice to see. You you wonder like if America has an opportunity to go through an honest debate with one one side of the the aisle saying. You know, we should be able to kill this thing really at any point we want. Maybe a few months after birth. I mean, if it's really annoying, crying all the time, colicky, ah, let's pull the trigger. If you have one side of the uh, aisle saying that and the other one saying, well, we think human life is kind of important to defend. If we lose that battle, we deserve everything we get from it. Yeah. You know, we deserve a collapse of our entire society if that battle is one that can be lost. I mean,
2: other than aborting Jeffy in his 644th trimester, You know, you you can't disagree with what you just said anymore. And you've got people like (laughs) Debbie Wasserman Schultz who wouldn't even admit her own children were human before they were born. You have three
5: three children, correct? I do. What are their ages?
9: I have twin 16-year-olds, and a 12-year-old.
4: And in your opinion, were they human beings before they
3: were born?
9: You know, I believe that every woman has the right to make their own reproductive choices. What did
3: you believe about your children, though?
9: That I had the right to make my own reproductive choices, which I was glad to ha- a right which I was proud to have. So
3: were they human beings
4: or yes, just yes or no?
2: Well, one of them was. One of, one of them was a Buick. <laughs> uh, one of them was a Brussels Sprout before it was born.
9: Uh, they're human beings today, and I'm glad that I had an opportunity to make hum- my own reproductive today. choices. they They're human beings today.
6: today. I mean, that's just complete dishonest. We were amazed, but that Brussels sprout grew up to be a human.
2: Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I thought, hey, I've got a Brussels sprout inside my stomach, but let's see what happens. <laughs> and then we eat it for dinner when it comes out. Uh, and then it turned out to be a, a human. Uh, Amazing. Imagine my surprise. <laughs> it's, it's so dishonest. It's, I guess she will not give ground in her little cute argument. And there's so many like her. They, they just won't. You're right, though. Cecile Richards, she doesn't
0: care. No, and I, I think that's, that's positive. I mean, people being honest about where they're coming from is a positive. You know, people, people say all the time they try to ban speech, uh, they try to attack things that you uh, would say. I mean, we had this list uh, on Patent Stew, which, by the way, we do a show every day called Patent Stew on The Blaze. Uh, check it out if, if, uh, if you can. Uh, but we did a show, a, a list of 35 things at James Madison, a university. Um, named after a kind of important guy when it comes to free speech. <laughs> mm-hmm. What is that way. Like? Uh, and he, thirty-five things you're not supposed to say as an incoming freshman. And it was things like, um, you know, uh, uh, I, I mean, can you even remember any of them? You know, I don't have the list in front of me, but it was it was silly. totally innocuous, silly things. Yeah. The vast majority of them, like, uh, you know, um, oh, I didn't, I didn't know you were, uh, and then name their race or name their or where are you really from? You know, where were you from originally? Like that type of thing is now hate speech because, well, how can you dare assume that they might not be from the from this country? Despite because they might look differently than you or speak with an accent. And it's like, well, I thought you were the ones telling me it was there was no reason uh, to care about that anyway. So why would they be offended if we assume they were from somewhere else? Things like
2: I treat all people the same.
0: That's called. That's basically hate speech. You're not supposed to say that because that indicates uh, what that they're. I mean, we tried to figure some of these out. I don't even know. That indicates that everyone you're not uh, respecting their cultural differences. If you treat everyone the same, I mean, what what an amazing journey from Martin Luther King and you know take people on the content of their character, not the. Where are you originally from?
2: You you can't ask somebody that if if they have a, a pronounced accent. You can't ask them, oh, hey, uh, it's great to have you. Where are you originally from? No, that's offensive because you're making them, I guess, feel like there's other than American. Well, they are, right? I mean, they they might be citizens now, but that's not where they originated. Is that, how can that be wrong? Like, I I wouldn't care if somebody said, where's your ancestry? I'd be okay telling them it's mostly Ireland. I'd be all right with that. I
0: don't. That doesn't bother if someone, me. If someone asked you, uh, came up to you today and said, Pat, where are you originally from? You'd say Montana. Montana. Right? There's an answer yes. to that question. Uh, <laughs> if it's a foreign yes. country, fine. Or I would say New York. And I'm not ashamed If he would say hell. Yeah, or South Hell. Or it was Michigan. I know, it was Ma- Michigan. It? I guess, was, it, was it hell? Yeah. South, South Hell? S- Southern Hell. Right. Fine. Yeah. Okay. The point being that, like, that, that's an honest question. It doesn't indicate any hatred towards Here's another people. thing you're not supposed to say. The same thing happens to me too. Oh boy. No, all of our experiences uh, are different, Pat.
2: You're totally unique. Oh that's never happened to anyone. All of my experiences are uniquely mine. I guess that's the issue there. Um I know exactly how you feel.
0: No you don't. My experiences are my own.
2: Some of my best friends are white, black, Hispanic, none of those are accepted.
0: See, that indicates uh, that you're trying to excuse your own racial intoler- intolerance by just mm-hmm. claiming you have uh, mm-hmm. nondescript friends of another race. So. Uh, I don't see color. I'm colorblind. I mean, think about that. That is on the list. I'm colorblind. I don't see color. Isn't that what Martha- Martin Luther King said? The plea of the biggest <laughs> yeah. civil rights hero of the last hundred years is That's a percent. thing you're not allowed to say at James Madison University. You're so articulate. <laughs> And uh, now
2: that is obviously bad. Um, <laughs> that is. Wow. You might as well have
0: said the <laughs> N word. Now, again, that is not OK to say unless you're uh, Joe Biden, who said it about Barack Obama, said, oh, he's the first articulate black candidate ever. It's a clean. storybook, man. Clean. He yeah. was shocked. The man was clean. Yeah. You're shocked. A black man took a shower and the guy's vice president of the United States. But yet, but yet freshmen at James Madison can't say it.
2: Here's one we tried to figure out the other day on, uh, on Pat and Stu. Um Saying to somebody who's in the LBGTQ community, what you do in the privacy of your own bedroom, that's your business. Oh, my gosh.
0: Why is... What? Is oh. it? <laughs> how is that hateful? I don't know. Or offensive in any way. And I guess the... Uh, I mean, we've... Uh, to try to formulate the outrage because this is the issue here none of us are offended by this and the audience isn't offended mm. by these things because we don't wake up every day searching for life meaning in outrage we don't sit here and say oh gosh please let right. me today discover something that will make me so upset i can try to ruin someone's business over it
6: well by That's saying we that run our the, lives. right but by saying that you you're saying that you disagree with what they do in their bedroom
2: oh how? how you're saying when you're saying
6: <laughs> i don't care what you do
2: exactly
0: Exactly, you should care and you should honor it and respect it.
2: Yeah, is that what I'm supposed to say? I love I what you do. Hey, dude, I love what you do in your, in your bedroom with your partner. I love that. That is awesome. And of course, any. May I, may I, may I participate? May I. <laughs> uh, may I, you know, I don't may think, I, think you have to go that far. May boy. I join the two of you? Because that seems like it'd be a great, a really wonderful experience.
0: And any, any Is that person? what it has to be now? <laughs> that was such a
2: pretty face. <laughs> oh, you can't say that, oh, either, sorry. Jeffy, oh. as you know. You can't say
0: that. Wouldn't you be if you if you were gay and someone came up to you and said, "Hey, by the way, I really love what you guys are doing in your bedroom." <laughs> Wouldn't you be like, "How are it's you? be like, <laughs> The weirdest thing in the world. Get out of my space, man."
6: <laughs> hey, they'd make you take the camera away. What do? You, how do you know what I'm doing in my bedroom?
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> how do you? Why know? are you even talking about that? Why did you I mean,
2: bring that up? I That's so weird. Uh, this one now, some of these you can kind of figure out. Uh, you're not ne- you're not supposed to say to anybody. I never owned slaves. Well, that's because it doesn't matter if you own slaves or not. The problem is universal anyway, right? Isn't that what they're kind of saying with that one? Yes. That that's not the issue, whether you specifically own slaves or even if your ancestors did. The problem exists whether you were part of it or not. And by the by, your whiteness, you are part of it because of White privilege, I mean, and, you're, and I think you're denying white privilege if you say something like this. Is that right? I okay. guess. I guess. Okay. I mean, I guess.
0: <laughs> okay. I, can't. I do not have my decoder.
2: Holy rank. cow! I mean, I it's it's unbelievable. All right, triple eight seven two seven Beck eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. More of the Glenn Beck program coming up. Glenn Beck.
1: Since the end of World War II, there have been 11 recessions in the U.S. The average time between recessions is six years and five months. Okay, been seven years since the last recession they told us ended, and it hasn't been that much of a recovery. And they're expecting us to, um, what a surprise, as this president leaves, suddenly we're going to go into another recession. Whenever a recession hits, the Federal Reserve stimulates the economy by cutting interest rates. Usually multiple times, but most of the interest rates all around the world are already at zero. They don't have any bullets left. The other way to stimulate the economy, federal government to spend more money. Well, we're at $19 trillion of debt. We're at the end of the road, gang. So what do you do? Right now, there's a report from the Fed. They're thinking about printing $4 trillion for the next recession. And they said, we don't think it will work. But they're going to do it anyway. That always leads to hyperinflation. Please spread your risk out. Please call Goldline. 866-GOLDLINE. When I started talking to you about this years ago, it was just a gut based on history. Everything I said that they would do, everyone said they'll never do that. They're now openly talking about uh, uh, printing another $4 trillion. Please call Goldline. Please. 866-GOLDLINE. 1-866-465-3546 or goldline.com.
3: This is The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.
0: Tonight on The Wonderful World of Stew, part two of a two-part series on racist racistry in America continues with an analysis on crime using easily confirmed data from the FBI. But that won't matter, and Stew will still receive hate mail. Uh, See? You'll finally learn where Donald Trump gets his hair, and it ain't from his mama.
2: What? Plus, Penn Jillette offers his advice on the presidential
0: election. Think about that. On a brand new episode of The Wonderful World of Stew. The show's so environmentally friendly, we use the word world right in the title. Tonight at 8 Eastern and on demand all weekend at TheBlaze.com slash TV. Yeah, that's my step to, to I, help the hurricanes and the environment. And on at 3 a.m.? I thought, I thought you, you already did a show. Primetime, 8 p.m. Eastern. Okay.
6: Hmm. You promoted a show last week. I thought that's not it.
0: It's weekly. Uh, well, at least when it's during the season. <laughs> so this is episode two of the season. We uh, solve racism, uh, which is, uh, we'll get that over with. Which nice. will be I'm
2: excited about that because uh, then we don't have to worry about it after tonight at 8 o'clock, right? Thank you. Um, I mean, we, it takes you like a half hour or whatever the show is. How long is the show? It's a, it's a half hour, yes. That's half cool. hour, yeah. Uh, takes you a half hour to solve it, <laughs> and then we're all then, set. So at eight by eight thirty Eastern tonight, it should be tonight, solved. Yeah, everything's fine. We should be all we're set. We the not anymore. Issue. Okay, good. Plus, you've also got the. Uh, I mean, most Dallasites, most people who I live know. in the Dallas Fort Worth area, would be very excited about the Texas Rangers being in the uh, baseball and, and playoffs.
6: But disappointed after last
0: night,
2: and disappointed after the ten to one beating they got at the hands of the Blue Jays last night. Hmm. Not you.
0: However, I'm, as you know, you? a big fan of America's team, the Toronto Blue Jays. Not America, <laughs> not America's team. <laughs> oh, I, I tend to disagree uh, after last, uh, it, it, yesterday. It,
2: by definition, it can't be America's team. They're Canadian, Stu. I, I, I'm
0: just. I, I don't want to walk you through this. We don't have time for me to explain <laughs> I, this no, to you. No, we really don't. I, but I know America. That would take fun. America understands
2: it. Uh, But you're going to be there, right?
0: I'm inexplicably a Blue Jays fan, but we'll be at the game again today. And I got to tell you, the star of the the game yesterday, it was a 10-1 win, great win for the Blue Jays. I mean, great pitching for Marco Estrada. Just a lot of of offense. The real star, however, was the food I ate. Now you're in my ballpark. Yes, now let (laughs) let me talk to, really talk to America here. So I walk up behind my section, and there's this place called uh, Chippers, I believe it's called. Mm-hmm. And they have an interesting business model, which is to take a giant, like, movie theater popcorn uh, sized uh, tater tub is a good word for it, mm-hmm. and fill it with tater tots. Nice. Okay. That's a good start. And then it is. pour things all over these tater tots. So. Like what, cheese? Cheese, uh, sour oh. cream, oh. Uh, Pico. Um, all sorts of different things. The one I had, uh, and including, by the way, if you happen to be a fan of such things, uh, chicken and brisket,
2: oh, on top of a oh. giant mountain. That's of killer. Uh,
0: that is killer. So it, was it really good? The one I re- I got was nacho cheese, really good. uh jalapenos, barbecue mm. sauce, oh. and I think onions. Oh my gosh! And it was delicious. My I best. mean, the, I I'm excited to go back today and get it again. So I, I should be, uh, you know four or five hundred pounds by by Monday <laughs> which
9: will be so nice. that got
6: you through the first three innings
0: yeah oh uh, that yeah later on I had um uh what are what are they called I keep forgetting the funnel cakes you know funnel cakes yeah, I do um so they I have there at the same are you place me if I know funnel cakes no, I know you know funnel cakes I'm sorry but do you know funnel cake fries mm. they had fry shaped funnel cakes dusted with the powdered sugar a sweet, like moist, oh. a moist, chewy, mm-hmm. delicious. Polish those mm. babies off. Too. So they
2: even had stuff for vegetarians. <laughs> like yes. you
0: and and me. Well, you're not. though I'm
2: I'm not totally vegetarian. I'm just mostly right. just mostly vegetarian. You yeah, made
0: a, a, real life favorite. changes. I real,
2: really, yes, I mean I, uh, I. Other than I mean I will eat a couple of uh, meat products like I'm, but I am mostly vegetarian. Right. I'll make an exception for some chicken hmm. and a little bit of fish. Yep. That's not bad. And some crustaceans like, you know, lobster. And-
0: right, but that's kind of an efficient oh, it, sort of it doesn't you know. count,
2: right? And some bacon, you know, and ham. Bacon. And spam.
0: <laughs> um, those are pork
2: products. Those are pork, kind pretty of much all pork yeah. products. And then, you know, other than that, though, I'm mostly vegetarian. Well, beef and beef. Okay. But um, Quail.
0: I'll have some quail turkey, of course. There are, th- I eggs, mean, tens but- of thousands of species of animals.
2: Most species of animals, I do not eat. I'll right. bet I eat less than one percent of all the meat products available on this. Ever planet. have a duck billed platypus? No, not once. not once. Not once. I mean, you don't even like eat. Like I'm that. saying, I, I, I'm mostly vegetarian. One.
1: The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Beck Program. For Bill and Hillary Clinton, it had been a wild ride. Troopergate, Whitewater, Travelgate, Filegate, Chinagate, the Waco Massacre, Bill's Affairs, sexual harassment, sexual assault, even rape allegations, and impeachment. These were but a few of the scandals and controversies that surrounded the Clintons, even before Hillary's own political career even began. After being elected and having served as the junior senator from New York in the United States Senate, Hillary ran a failed campaign for presidency, losing a 30-point lead in the process to Barack Obama in 2008. President Obama then surprised many by nominating Hillary for secretary of state. Upon accepting the nomination, Hillary said that she had been reluctant to leave the Senate, but the new position represented a difficult and yet exciting adventure. She got a glimpse of just how difficult it would be just a short time later when, in March 2009, feeling that President Bush had sullied the United States relationship with Russia, she announced a reset of relations with Russia in a ceremony which included presenting a symbolic reset button to the Russian foreign minister.
4: We want to reset our
8: relationship. And let's do it, let's do it
4: So we will do it together. Okay.
8: <laughs> Thank you very much. You are
4: Thank very you. welcome. We worked hard to get the right Russian word. you think you, we got it?
1: You got it wrong.
4: I got it wrong.
1: <laughs> Some feel that that moment was actually the highlight of U.S.-Russian relations under Hillary and Obama. And it has been downhill ever since. After the reset, the Russians have threatened Europe's energy supply, disagreed and fought with U.S. efforts to stop Iran's nuclear program, expelled U.S. aid from Russia, offered U.S. fugitive Edward Snowden a safe haven, militarily moved into Crimea and annexed it, threatened Ukraine repeatedly, supported Bashir Assad in Syria, and backed his efforts to stay in power. And they have bombed U.S.-backed rebels in Syria." the reset relationship has deteriorated so badly that the Russian Prime Minister, Dmitry Medvedev, recently said, quote, one could go as far to say that we have slid back to a new Cold War, end quote. And yet, Hillary Clinton has claimed, Can we talk a little about Russia? Mm. Uh, You famously pressed the reset button. Mm -hmm. Are Are you embarrassed by that now, that gesture? No, I thought it was a brilliant stroke. Meanwhile, a poll released several years ago found that just 2% of Russians had a lot of confidence that American President Barack Obama would do the right thing in world affairs, 2%. Opinion polls taken by the independent Levada Center last year showed 81% of the Russian people now hold negative views of the United States, a number that had nearly doubled in a year and the highest ever recorded in any era since Stalin. In fact, in 1990, just 7% of Russians held negative opinions of the U.S. Yet, Hillary maintains...
4: The reset worked.
1: As Secretary of State, Hillary Clinton oversaw U.S. policy towards Egypt during the overthrow of Hosni Mubarak and the growing unrest through the Middle East. Unrest that hit hard in Libya, where Muammar Gaddafi was also overthrown, killed, and dragged through the streets of Tripoli libya was completely destabilized and yet hillary joked
4: we came we saw he died
1: (laughs) then on september 11th 2012 the 11th anniversary of the attacks on the world trade center towers in new york city the american consulate which housed u.s ambassador to libya chris stevens was attacked in benghazi as dozens or even hundreds attacked the installation, Ambassador Stevens and Sean Smith, an information officer, locked themselves in the consulate safe room. They called over to the CIA annex about a mile
5: away seeking help. I heard over the radio, if you guys don't get here now, we're going to die. We're sitting there waiting, and I'm looking at Bob
6: and saying, hey, you know, we need to get over there, we're losing the initiative. And he looks, looks back, says, stand down, you need to wait. More time's starting to go by. The state guys are on the radio saying, hey, they're lighting the,
1: the villa on fire, which is the, where the safe room is and where the ambassador was hiding out. Eventually, several members of the security team, all special forces operators, who were housed at the CIA annex, couldn't be held back any longer. They stocked up on weapons and ammo and, against orders, raced to the consulate to try to save the State Department personnel under siege there. By the time they arrived, the consulate was on fire, and it was already too late for Sean Smith and Ambassador Chris Stevens, both dead from smoke inhalation. After trying to retrieve both bodies, they realized that the CIA annex was in all likelihood the next target and headed back to defend it and the American civilians who were stationed there. Repeated calls were made to the U.S. officials for military help in the form of helicopter gunships, fighter jets, rapid response teams, anything. Six men battled hundreds of Islamist terrorists through that night and over the next 13 hours in Benghazi. As the best-selling book and movie now show, help never came. Back at home in Washington, D.C., the president retired for the evening at 5 p.m., and wasn't heard from nor seen the rest of the night. Secretary of State Hillary Clinton never gave the order to send aid to the brave men battling for the lives of American citizens under siege in Benghazi. She said there were no American assets close enough to help them. We have since heard very differently from many sources who claim that help could have arrived within an hour. When it was over, four Americans were dead, in addition to Smith and Ambassador Stevens at the consulate, Glenn Doherty and Tyrone Woods were killed while defending the CIA annex. For whatever reason, the administration, including Hillary Clinton, lied repeatedly about what had transpired there.
4: In Benghazi, That took the lives of those brave men. We've seen rage and violence directed at American embassies over an awful internet video that we had nothing to do with. It is hard for the American people to make sense of that because it is senseless and it is totally unacceptable.
1: It was also completely untrue. The internet video she was blaming for the attack had nothing to do with the attack. Time and distance have proven her words to be, once again, total lies. It was a terrorist attack, and everyone in the administration knew it from the beginning. Hillary wrote to her daughter, Chelsea, that night that the consulate was under attack from al-Qaeda-like groups. They knew the entire time. Yet Hillary Clinton and the Obama administration continued to lie, including to the families of the brave victims of Benghazi.
4: Three of the families are on record as saying that as their loved one's bodies sat at Dover Air Force Base days after the attack, Mrs. Clinton personally approached them and blamed the murders on this internet video. Even though we now know that just two days earlier, she had told the Egyptian prime minister that the video had nothing to do with it.
1: At a congressional hearing on why four Americans died that night without help being sent, Hillary Clinton exclaimed. No, that- with
4: all due respect, The fact is, we had four dead Americans, was it because of a protest or was it because of guys out for a walk one night who decided they'd go kill some Americans? What difference at this point does it make? It is our job to figure out what happened and do everything we can to prevent it from ever happening again.
1: Then there was the private server Secretary Clinton had set up in her home for her State Department email business. So would she have sent or received any classified emails at her home? If so, wouldn't the Chinese and the Russians, or for that matter, little Timmy down the street be able to easily hack into her private server?
4: I did not email any um, classified material to anyone on my email. There is no classified material. So I'm certainly well aware. Uh, of the uh, classification uh, requirements and uh, did not uh, send classified
1: material. Some 1,700 classified emails showed up on her server, 22 of them top secret. She also wiped out, deleted 32,000 other emails that she deemed private. We'll never know what those were. Despite these facts and Hillary's blatant disregard for the rules and our country's safety, she is once again escaping the consequences of her actions. In testimony before Congress, FBI Director James Comey was asked by Representative Jason Chaffetz if Hillary broke the law by using her private server, and he responded with a disappointing answer.
8: Did Hillary Clinton break the law? In connection with her use of the email server, my judgment is that she did not. Did you, you just not able to prosecute it? Or did Hillary Clinton break the law? Well, I don't want to give an overly lawyerly answer. The question I always look at is, is there evidence that would establish beyond a reasonable doubt that somebody engaged in conduct that violated a, a criminal statute? And my judgment here is there is not.
1: Chaffetz continued to grill Comey as to why Hillary would send and receive classified emails on her private server. The answer was revealed to be equally pathetic.
5: So the question is, is, very sophisticated this is information that clearly anybody who had knowledge of, of security information would know that it would be classified um, but I'm having a little bit trouble to see how would you not then know that that was something that was inappropriate to do
8: well you're uh, I just to want to take one of your assumptions about sophistication. I don't think that our investigation established that she was actually particularly sophisticated with respect to classified information and the levels and the treatment. And so far as we can Isn't tell... Isn't
5: she an original classification authority,
8: though? Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
1: How can Hillary Clinton, the Democratic candidate for President of the United States, not be sophisticated enough to understand the importance of the information she was handling? Despite the absurdity of that statement, the FBI recommended that the Justice Department not pursue criminal charges related to Hillary's use of a private server. A decision that, according to national polls, the majority of Americans disagree with. Somewhat linked to the email scandal are the questions surrounding Bill and Hillary's Clinton Foundation. During the testimony, Comey made an interesting yet vague remark about whether or not the two are related. Did you look at the Clinton Foundation?
8: I'm not going to comment on the existence or non-existence of any other investigations. <laughs> Was the Clinton Foundation tied into this investigation? Yeah, I'm not going to answer that.
1: Only time will tell if the two are intertwined, as many unanswered questions abound about the Clinton Foundation. The first question is that there are seemingly unavoidable conflicts of interest. How did the Clintons' charitable work intersect with their for-profit speeches? How did their speeches intersect with Hillary Clinton's work at the State Department? Were there quid pro quos involving U.S. policy? Nations have donated tens or hundreds of millions of dollars to the foundation. Did those countries expect anything in return? Another question concerns disclosure. When Clinton became secretary, she agreed that the foundation would make certain disclosures, which it's now clear it didn't always do. And the looming questions about Clinton's State Department emails make it harder to answer those questions. Foreign donations to the foundation were, in fact, the subject of an Emmy Award-winning author, investigative journalist Peter Schweitzer's book, Clinton Cash. He claims...
5: What's important to note is, it was confirmed by the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal that there are multi-million dollar non-disclosed donations that were made to the Clinton Foundation
1: that were never disclosed by the Clintons. This is a direct breach of an agreement they signed
8: with the White House.
1: We're all familiar with the old expression, where there's smoke, there's fire. But it seems with Hillary Clinton, there's been enough fire to burn down the state of Alaska to the ground. But apparently... No one can ever quite see the smoke.
6: Glenn Beck.
1: This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know, for a failing company, uh, everybody keeps reporting how much we're failing. I was just talking to um, uh, one of our HR people, and um, they said, you know none of that's true, and I said, I know. She said three years ago, she said we had 250. Now I think she said we have 235 And we have 11 jobs that we're trying to fill right now. There's very few companies that are hiring, and we are hiring, and many companies are doing the same thing, but you got to be at the right place at the right time and get their attention. Now, let's look at it from the company side. We're trying our hardest to live within our means and trying to find somebody is really hard and you got to have the right person. And the, the right person is there, but how do you sort through them to find it? With ZipRecruiter, as a small business person, you can post on 100 plus job sites with one single click. That includes Facebook and Twitter and all of, the, you know, monster.com, all of that stuff. Then you look at the candidates. There's only, already over 6 million candidates and they're they're broken up in city, industry, um, all nationwide. And you can watch the qualified candidates that are rolling in from your specific ad. And you, with their interface, you can separate them, uh, order them, and then hire the right person. You don't have to juggle the emails or calls to your office. Just screen the candidates, rate them, and hire that right person fast. Over a million businesses, including us, using it right now, ZipRecruiter. Go there, try it with your business for free, ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck.
3: This is the Glenn Beck program.
1: Mercury.
3: 727 back. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Don't forget. Over on our wall, a look at the storm track. The forecasters today have expanded the area where the where the storm may hit. See this? Melbourne, Daytona Beach, all the yep. way up to Jacksonville. Oh.
2: Yeah, This yeah. moves
3: 20 miles to the yeah. west, oh. right. and you and everyone you know are dead. Holy crap. All of you. Because you can't survive it. Really? It's not yeah. possible. Unless not possible. you're very, very lucky. Oh, so it is possible. And your kids possible. die, too.
2: Good golly, my kids. S- kids die. Everybody I know dies. The world. So, now, that hyperbole aside, uh, it is a dangerous uh, hurricane. So hopefully you it are is. getting out of its way.
0: It is a major God. hurricane. And in fact, the first one in the last 4,001 days. 4,001 days without a major hurricane. making. Global up. warming. It's global warming,
1: right? Global warming. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.
2: Jeffy for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. New evidence that Hitler wrote an early book praising, well, Hitler. (laughs) Give me the details on that coming up in a minute. Uh, And to solve her millennial problem, Hillary Clinton is recruiting somebody really hip. Right. You know, really young, really vibrant. uh, Somebody the millennials can absolutely relate to. We'll tell you who that is right now.
4: of entertainment, and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
2: Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, don't forget to thumb up us on Facebook, uh, my Facebook page. Waiting there. I got the details on the, you can actually see the, uh, the story I have right now, which I'm going to update soon. But uh, the story right now is the weather girl from the Weather Channel who, who broke the story. That Haitian kids are eating trees, and that's what's what, responsible for the deforestation in Haiti, which makes hurricanes, as you know, so much worse.
0: <laughs> rough, <laughs> moment.
2: <laughs> rough moment. Rough <laughs> moment. Rough moment for her. But should she be fired for it? I don't. No think so. way.
6: I don't Come think on. so.
0: Uh, yeah, my Facebook page, by the way. I have the. We talked about the climate stuff earlier. Uh, Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, mm-hmm. others are coming out trying to say, "Hey, this Paris Agreement uh, on global warming is what's going to." save the environment from all these brutal hurricanes we've been facing even though it's been over 4000 days since we've had one get that 4000
2: days since we had a major hurricane it's been well i guess i guess earlier this year or last year we had a uh, we had a, a category 1 that hit an island off the shore so i don't think it even made the mainland
6: no it did it landed it did land it landed in, the landed in northern florida yeah, northern okay and North that florida. was hermine and a right. couple
2: smaller ones uh, yeah a couple small ones Really, we've been almost hurricane-free
0: for yes. about a decade. Yeah, and by the way, about Andrew, a decade. Hurricane Sandy is going to be the one everyone points out because that's what they called it. The reason they kept calling it Super Storm Sandy, because it was very questionable whether it was going to be a hurricane when it hit the shore. Mm-hmm. I believe it was a hurricane, uh, Category 1, then was, uh, went to a tropical storm, then right before landfall became a Category 1. Um, so it technically was a Category 1 when it hit but it was not a hurricane for a decent amount of time before that. Look, off the coast, it's
2: a hurricane. No, it's a tornado. No, it's Superstorm Sandy.
0: So I have all the had details. had to come up with something really <laughs> right. scary
2: for it, so not they scary. called it a superstorm.
0: They have all the details on why their claims are nonsense. That's up on my Facebook page as well. And Jeffy, okay. I guess, probably has adult milk. adult links. And,
2: and and the word milk. There, there are some adult on his links. Website. Right next to milk. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> so, who is this uh, super hip, young, vibrant person that Hillary is recruiting to appeal to millennials
0: now? You can't do better uh, than uh, one Al Gore.
2: No. Uh, yes. Come on now. Uh, you're not- he's, only, he's only 68. So, the guy is oh, you know, so much younger and so much more spry and vibrant than Hillary herself. Uh, it's, a, it's a logical choice.
0: Right? Uh, ben Sass tweeted uh, that the Clinton campaign event for millennials is sponsored by Alta Vista featuring Ace of Base. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> it's going to be the bomb. Um, it's a uh, it's a weird choice, I guess, like because they are the most susceptible to cl- climate panic. Um, it makes some sense, right?
2: Yeah, that, well, they've been taught climate panic their whole lives, and so it does make sense. And,
7: and you got to go to the guy who informed us about this. Two kilometers or so down, in most places, there are these incredibly hot rocks. Incredibly the hot interior rock of the earth rock. is extremely, extremely, hot, hot. Hot. It, hot? extremely hot, several million degrees.
2: Extremely hot, several million degrees. Listen to this again, in
7: case you missed it. It's two kilometers two or so kilometers down, in most places, there are these...
2: That's th- not even two miles. Keep in mind, it's not even... I mean, you do not want to dig very deep
7: in your yard. Uh, you will be... Incinerated. Incredibly hot rocks. Because the interior of the earth is extremely, extremely hot, hot, several million degrees.
2: <laughs> the yeah. interior of the earth is incredibly hot, several million degrees. Hotter than the surface of the sun. Stu. Jeffy. That's how hot it is. I mean, never corrected that. No, and nobody asked him, wait, hold it. <laughs>
0: wait, several... A million? Wait. Several million oh. degrees? Not several thousand. <laughs> several, no, several million? Well, this is the weird respect that he has. As a guy who's not a scientist, right. Nobody he cares. constantly complains that other people aren't scientists, but he is also not one. But, I mean, <laughs> if you remember when he did his book tour and he did poetry uh, on the air, mm. and do you remember the reaction Relatable. of the guy who was on, on, uh, on the show with him? I mean, yeah. it was like this fawning... Thank you for doing um, that.
2: It was um, uh, Smith. Was this yes. uh, uh, whose first name
7: I can't remember? Yes. Right. One thin September soon, a floating continent disappears in midnight sun. Oh my God! Vapors oh, rise God. as vapor vapor fever settles on an acid sea. Flight. Neptune's bones dissolve. Neptune's bones. Snow glides from the mountain. Yeah. Ice fathers floods for a season, a hard rain comes quickly, quickly. then dirt is parched, kindling is placed in the forest for the lightning celebration, unknown creatures take their leave unmourned, horsemen ready their stirrups, passion seeks heroes and friends, the bell of the city on the hill is rung, the shepherd cries, the hour of choosing has arrived, here are your tools. Here are your tools. And don't forget, I... And me, too. Wow. Wow. I'm so glad you read that. I was really, I'm very happy. <laughs> Thanks for to asking. Me. I'm happy to hear it in your voice.
0: <laughs> Harry Smith. Harry, Harry Smith. Smith. Right. Oh, That's not a good moment. That's not a good moment. Wow.
2: wow. I mean, you guys almost in tears. Wow. I am so glad. I am, I am so glad. I never thought about Neptune's bones dissolving.
0: And I don't know that Harry Smith has any record of this, but it's just a bad moment. It's like you see these guys like Marcus Luttrell goes on these shows and explains how he defeated like an entire, uh, you know, unit of Al Al Qaeda by himself. Like, all right, his book is a lone survivor. Back in a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's incredible. No, no, that's reserved for Al Gore. It really is. It's a beautiful poem. There's a big, you know, there's whatever, for whatever reason, he receives this high level of respect and how he's going to reach millennials because of uh, climate issues and everything.
6: Well, he's that much younger than Hillary. I mean, he's like a little kid. Well, he's a whole year. Uh, seven months. Y- yes. Seven
0: seven months. Months. Not even a full, whole full year. Okay. <laughs> Their youth outreach is seven <laughs> months less than a the 70-year-old they're running. Um, uh, but uh, Jonah Goldberg brings up an interesting point, I think. Uh, broader point on the Gore thing. Um, it's silly to talk about millennials as a homogeneous group, uh, not just racially, but in most things. Sure, some generalizations are possible, but generalization, uh, genera- uh, generational stereotyping is the first refuge of lazy journalists and people with low self-esteem. <laughs> Reporters love to reduce large segments of the population to neat categories because it's easier to write broadly that way. It's funny. When writers overgeneralize about race, ethnicity, or gender, controversy usually follows. But if you pretend to know someone's beliefs and desires just by looking at their date of birth, no one blinks an eye. As a matter of logic, that's a form of prejudice too. By no means am I suggesting that young people should take knee-jerk offense at ageism. Um, But being young is no accomplishment. What gets me to the point of of self-esteem, people who take excessive pride in being a member of a generation, any generation, are basically declaring they have nothing better to brag about. There was no heroic greatest generation. Rather, there was a bunch of individual people who did heroic things. If you spent D-Day drunk at a bar in Cleveland, you get no more credit for storming the beach at Normandy than I do. Wow. It's a great point. And, and we do this stuff.
2: Thank you that in your voice. Oh. Thank you, Stu. Thank you. Let's just take a moment to soak that in.
0: Should we call Jonah and have him whisper it to us? <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> that is a good
0: point though. But it is a good point and that we tend to do point. this all the time and it's something we've been yeah. falling into uh, the media has always been doing it. The left has always been doing it. But conservatives more recently have started to doing it, do it, which is see people in large groups, whether it's the racially or, or uh, you know, uh, in certain sects of uh, voters and such. It's like we as conservatives are supposed to see people as individuals. Mm-hmm. And if we stop doing that, we lose any value of conservatism at all. If we just apply what we think are conservative standards to a bunch of groups that we summarize in some sort of uh, you know high-minded way and act smart about it, what are we doing? I mean, we need to look at people as individuals and that's why things like Black Lives Matter should be offensive to everybody. We shouldn't be we shouldn't be it shouldn't be offensive to us because we want white lives matter. Because we want our group to do better if we're white people if you happen to be white. Mm-hmm. It's not because you want your own group it's because groups as, as a whole, it, 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 they're just dumb. It's a dumb way to think about things. People are individuals. And if you treat them as individuals, your country winds up a much better place. Lightning fathers
2: the rain for a thing. That's all I can say to what you just
0: mentioned, oh, Stu. Thank you for you, sir, sharing that in your voice, Pat. You're welcome was very... Po- By the way, that, that poem known is... dissolving in an acid I was just like... Every time you listen to that stupid poem from Al Gore, you get another dumb nugget. It's like, okay, he's talking about... Let's think about what he's talking about. Uh, there's going to be droughts that are going to dry out the wood, uh, and then right, there's going to be right. kindling for, uh, for lightning to strike, and then they'll start fires. He, the way he says that is, the lightning celebration. Right. Ugh.
2: So stupid.
0: So stupid. So stupid. I mean, in general, and this is not anti-Gore poetry in general is stupid can we get money in America can we come to that uh, that conclusion together no oh. so poetry no. is dumb <laughs> no. just generally speaking and again I know uh-huh. I just preached about how we should talk about individuals poetry is dumb
2: Wow-hmm that is, it is that hurts seriously hateful that hurts it that is, that that is seriously hateful that
0: hurts It's just it's just I mean it's just, it's just you know, if you want to have things that rhyme and make points, use a song. Okay? Songs won. Songs won that battle. Okay? <laughs> They've already, the, the battle is over. The science is settled. Songs are greater than poetry. Thank you, Stu. Wow. Well, oh. no, you should be opposed to this, Al. You're
2: such a poet. 888 <laughs> back. More Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program coming up. Glenn Beck.
1: Since the end of World War II, there have been 11 recessions in the U.S. The average time between recessions is six years and five months. Okay, been seven years since the last recession they told us ended, and it hasn't been that much of a recovery. And they're expecting us to, um, what a surprise, as this president leaves, suddenly we're going to go into another recession. Whenever a recession hits, the Federal Reserve stimulates the economy by cutting interest rates. Usually multiple times, but most of the interest rates all around the world are already at zero. They don't have any bullets left. The other way to stimulate the economy, federal government to spend more money. Well, we're at $19 trillion of debt. We're at the end of the road, gang. So what do you do? Right now, there's a report from the Fed. They're thinking about printing $4 trillion for the next recession. And they said, we don't think it will work. But they're going to do it anyway. That always leads to hyperinflation. Please spread your risk out. Please call Goldline, 866-GOLDLINE. When I started talking to you about this years ago, it was just a gut based on history. Everything I said that they would do, everyone said they'll never do that. They're now openly talking about uh, printing another $4 trillion. Please call GoldLine. Please. 866-GOLDLINE. 1-866-465-3546 or goldline.com.
5: The Glenn Beck Program.
1: Stream the show live on iHeartRadio or listen later on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play Music.
6: Mercury.
3: Sign up for the newsletter and get all the info you need to know at glennbeck.com.
0: So we're trying to prove a thesis on the fly. And if you know anything about this program, you know we're about science. We're about academics. Um, We are essentially academia uh, on the air. Um, And we have come up with a thesis that we're currently trying to prove on the air. And it's a a, a controversial one, but I think it's a strong stance for America.
2: It's that poetry sucks.
0: Poems are dumb
2: yeah (laughs) and and so we're going to um uh who's who's the poet you always think of in this day and age number one other than other
6: than Al Gore other other than Al Gore other than Al Gore
2: Maya Angelou who (laughs) just recently passed away and and uh uh, about a year ago but this is
0: this is this is what you do with a thesis yeah you you take it to the the most difficult point the highest stress Mm -hmm. point and try to prove it there what is the mo- the, So here is the most respected poet in the world Yes And who just passed away So people have really strong feelings of empathy yes. For her and her, her legacy
2: This was from an inauguration po- poem I think for Obama in, in 2012 her, I can't find the poem from 08 Which was even better But, but here's, here's a, a little piece of the poem uh, From uh, 2008 or 12
9: And into your sister's eyes mm-hmm. And into your brother's face your country, and say simply, very simply, mm-hmm. with hope. Good morning. Ow. The end.
6: I gotta tell the you, the end. If we're, if we're gonna be scientific, uh, I don't know that that proves your point, Stu.
2: All right, well, let me go to another... I'm just going to go to another random spot. I'm going to go to another random spot and just play a little piece of it. You tell me. Who rested with me,
9: Mm. then forced on bloody feet, left me to the employment of other seekers, Mm. desperate for gain, starving for gold. You, the Turk, the Arab, the Swede, the German, Uh the Eskimo, the Scot. Right. You, the Ashanti, the Yoruba, the crew, bought, sold, stolen... Arriving on a nightmare, praying for a dream. She's saying so much here. <laughs> what is that?
6: She's saying so much. She's there. saying so much, and yet so much there. So, so little. So little.
0: I mean, most of that was just her naming the most obscure group she could think of. I know. That's like that's what,
2: <laughs> like what these guys do who know nothing about the shootings involving police and and an oh. unarmed black person. They just start rattling off
0: a bunch of names, and they'll give you a single. And fact then and it's like, and then they, at, they at the end they always add the. And the list goes on. And The list goes John on. John Oliver did that this yeah. past weekend. Uh, uh, you know Trayvon Martin, uh, Michael Brown. And The list, and the goes, list on. goes on. <laughs> well, well, can you let it go on a little bit?
2: Yeah. And and by the way, the, those the two that you
0: mentioned, yeah. uh, aren't what you're talking about. I don't. I don't think those are the names he used. To be fair, I think he used. Uh, I, can't remember I, I think eric garner was in there which was one you know we kind of right. uh agreed with uh, not necessarily a racial incident but maybe a uh, an incident where police now the last started, cut that um, you
6: played for my is leaning more towards stew that it's poetry, poetry. sucks <laughs>
0: Sucks. Look, I mean, if you have evidence to the. Like, you want to go back to Rudyard Kipling? We can find some good examples. But again, that was an era where that was all you had. You had poems. Right. Yeah. Okay? You had poems, that was pretty much it. So people had to really work. They had to really work at it.
2: You get something good.
0: I mean, at this point. So, uh, I think that time had passed. What'd she, what'd she try to say there? Uh, you know, a lot of different groups have struggled. Well, just say that! A lot of different groups have struggled, and then we'll move on with our lives. And just sit here and name all of them. You need, you need to go to, you need to start naming Eskimos. And you're doing, is that really, is that poetry? That's just, just listing examples of things.
9: Uh, I think- uh, plant yourself beside the river. Okay. Each of you, descendant of some past own traveler, has been paid for. You who gave me my first name, you, Pawnee. Poem. Apache, uh-huh. Seneca,
2: right You Cherokee Nation. Oh The Cherokee, That reminds me of another poem.: A poem, you, you yeah, a very poem I'm very, very connected to the Cherokee people, the Cherokee tribe, So proud to live, so proud to die. You know, they took the whole Cherokee Nation and locked us on a reservation. Took away our way of life, the tomahawk and uh, the bow and knife. Uh, <laughs> right. Took away our native tongue. Yeah, what do they do with it? They're stinking English to our young. <laughs> and all the beads we made by hand are nowadays made in Japan, or even more nowadays, you know, China, Singapore, India, maybe. In, yes. Mm-hmm. That doesn't rhyme, though. Japan, no, Japan no, be works worried. better. Japan works much better. <laughs> <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> poetry can be beautiful. But Stu, to it Stu's just point,
6: isn't actually to Stu's point that actually is a song.
0: It's a song, and then there it is, beautiful. Uh, so I think we have. Uh, I think we've we've solved this one. I think we proved a point. Poems are dumb. I think we. I think we proved a point. Sorry if you're a poet. Uh, but you're I, not. I mean. You're probably not.
2: I will tell you, and and maybe we should play this when we come back because a lot is being made about the cast of Empire right now. Have you you know that show? Uh, yeah, I think on HBO.
6: It's on, is it? Oh, okay, HBO Showtime. Yeah,
2: it's it's uh it's pretty popular. I think. Uh, I hear a lot of talk about it. I see a lot of stories about it. I've never seen it, but the whole cast just came out recently and did a commercial for Hillary, and uh, they did the same thing we were just talking about by naming names. Of people who've been killed by police officers with zero facts. And then the list goes on? I Again, mean, the list goes on. <laughs> so we'll get into that in uh, in a minute or two here. Triple A plus. What is a fact. Plus, there is a Thanksgiving miracle we got to tell you about. Mm, nice. Uh, involving the Mall of America.
3: On the way.
5: The Glenn Beck Program.
3: Mercury.
9: a rock a river mm-hmm. a tree a tree hosts hosts to species long since departed departed marked the mastodon the dinosaur yeah who left dry tokens of their sojourn here we'll on it. our planet floor Any broad alarm of their hastening doom is lost in the gloom of dust and ages. Wow! But today, the rock cries out to us, clearly, Clearly. forcefully, Forcefully. come, you may stand upon my back and face your distant destiny, but seek no haven in my shadow. Okay, powerful.
2: Powerful. You you got it. Uh, (laughs) Right, right. Put that in your pipe and smoke. Right, okay. Or you tell me poetry sucks.
0: (laughs) I just said it's dumb.
2: (laughs) All right, eight 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 seven two seven back eight 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 seven two seven. Beck, this is going to change your mind. Uh, If you've been a Trump supporter, you've been on that bandwagon. Uh, you know, I think even the most ardent of supporters are going to be turned around now when they find out. And by the way, Jeff, you said Empire oh, yeah. was on uh, HBO or Showtime. It's, it's, Fox. it's on
6: Fox. Fox. I was thinking of Boardwalk Empire on HBO. Oh, I yeah. apologize. I you apologize.
2: dumb as dirt. That is the dumbest thing I've ever
6: heard. He thought I it already apologize. He thought it was on a different station.
4: i
2: a moron.
6: That's right. <laughs>
2: okay. So anyway, they got the whole cast together. For a Hillary Clinton commercial.
4: What will I tell my son? What will you tell your daughter? What will we tell the future
0: generation?
3: Trayvon Martin, Sandra Bland, Freddie Gray, Philando Castile. The
0: violence and nasty rhetoric against mankind is
9: unacceptable. If Trump gets into office, it will only get worse.
4: Hillary has pledged
2: to close the Charleston loophole on guns. In fact, Trump, hasn't Trump said uh, kill more? black people I, no I he's not is he that, is that is not what he's so saying that. no oh, shockingly okay. that
0: did not come uh, up weird i would
4: like a president that will protect obamacare somebody who
8: understands personally the plight of a woman i want a
0: president who stands up against intolerance there's only one person
3: in his race who said black lives matter so many women and oh, men died geez. for us to have the right to vote every time we sit out Agonized. we dishonor their sacrifices
9: i'm Gabrielle city and I'm voting for Hillary Clinton. Oh, I'm Tasha Smith.
3: I'm Jesse Smollett. I'm Trey Byers. Rashia Gray.
4: Grace Byers.
3: And I'm voting for Hillary Clinton. I'm voting for Hillary Clinton. I'm voting for
0: Hillary Clinton.
4: I'm Taraji Voter. P.
3: Henson.
4: I'm voting for Hillary.
0: I'm Lee Daniels, and I'm voting for Hillary Clinton. Um, just so you know, you offered more names of your own cast members than you did evidence to back any of your points. That's for sure. I mean, because they, sure. they never
2: say, like, I'm... Not uh, one single fact in that whole ad. Right. Not one.
0: No, I mean, just listing, listing the name Trayvon Martin is just an emotional appeal. Uh, we all know the facts of that case by now. There's no reason to, to revisit them yet again. But, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's, it does not prove your point. I mean, think about it all. Right. Uh, you not know, we, we had this, we were going through some of this. Trayvon uh, Martin wasn't even shot by a police officer or a white guy. Or a white guy. Uh, tonight on The Wonderful World of Stew, we're doing uh, something, we're solving racism. Uh, should be all solved she'll be all set so this is going to be a mood issue but by
2: 8 30 tonight there will be no more racism no, in america no as well uh, may still linger in in like
0: european nations who don't have ready access well the... it's on, it's on demand pat okay so it should be solved everywhere worldwide i don't want to make too high of a promise um, but it should be solved everywhere like antarctica i, I don't know what you the don't know. situation yeah, maybe, is there right. i mean if there's right. uh, a you know a scientist who's there Working on.
2: Everywhere there's at least internet access, racism should dissolve it by 30 tonight.
0: I will say it's a two-part series. You need to see both. Uh, part one from last week okay. and then part two uh, from this week. Uh, mm. But, I mean, you, you talk about this. You, and We were pulling clips of people talking about these issues. And, you know, we you can name. We can go through that list. And, and this list it was the same list uh, made uh, by uh, a bunch of the NBA players. Carmelo Anthony, I think, it was the one who actually did the list. Um, of you know five or six names that you'd know uh, uh, that have that are have died in sometimes tragic situations, sometimes very uh, sometimes situations that seeming seem like they were improperly handled by police. Sometimes in situations that were absolutely properly handled by police. You kind of list a bunch of names in any of those three groups. Say the list goes on, and you paint this picture of uh, how horrible police are to black people in this country and when we go through the stats tonight from the fbi unified uh, crime report from 2014 and i mean we're just reading spreadsheets here it's the most dangerous list of spreadsheets uh you know reading spreadsheets should not be controversial but reading these spreadsheets is because it's emotion versus fact they are coming out with tr- names and sad and crying mothers and mothers of the movement and Black Lives Matter and all of these things that are, are designed to play on your emotion. If you don't know the underlying factual situations that you're discussing, that is a problematic approach. Should not be one that we cheer. Should certainly not be one that presidential candidates cheer. And mm-hmm. uh, here we are. I mean, that is a, that is not an appeal to anything. Saying someone who passed away in a shooting that was that not a white, a white guy and not a police officer. Um, and I, I guarantee if, if you polled the United States of America right now and, and, and gave them all of these names, they're all varying situations. Some of them justified. Some of them maybe not. They would all say they were shot by white police officers. Some of them been shot by black police officers, by the way, too. Some mm-hmm. of them, they would say all shot by white um, police officers in a way that was unfair or wrong.
2: And it's not true. There's, there's no doubt about it. That's what they've led people to believe. Mm-hmm. And, and now all they think they have to do is just read this list of names. And like you said, at the end of it, they, and the list goes on. So they, you almost believe it's endless, the yeah. list.
6: And then so, so many, we can't even get to yeah. them all.
0: Yeah, that was, that was exactly the quote from John Oliver. There are so many, I literally cannot name them all. Wait a minute. <laughs> You've got a 22 minute monologue you're in the middle of. You can't go past three names? got to three names and said the list goes on and by the way it the list of the
2: white people killed by police officers is long-
0: longer more people longer. that are white are killed by police officers in this country than are black
2: and that doesn't mean anything other than none of this stuff is necessarily racist
0: right like eric Garner's an example of this there we talked about this as a real a situation that looked really bad and, yes, you know, I, I, the, it this was is the
2: guy, the, the large guy mm-hmm. on the street in New York, right? He was not killed for selling CDs. And he was not shot or loose cigarettes. whatever. The, the police jumped him because he wouldn't comply. I think he was scared. He seemed uh, uncomfortable and nervous. And and so they got irritated with him and they jumped on him and they pulled him down and they were on top of him. And he was a, a huge man. It looked really bad. And it looked
0: awful. And, and I think they and used I too much. force. fully for believed
2: us. that they were wrong completely wrong in that.
0: There's not evidence that they were wrong because of his race. Right. At all. But I mean, they were wrong. But they but I I think they were wrong there.
2: And um, the, and the same with the um the Charleston, South Carolina shooting where the cop shot the guy in the back who was fleeing from him. Didn't seem to be any reason to do that. And I think that guy was charged with murder too. So in
0: both of those situations, have the cops not been charged and tried? Many times they are. Yeah. I mean, you know, look, I, the hey. justice system's not perfect. Sometimes we do side to you know I mean it's, it's, it's obviously easier for police to protect things when they go wrong um, than for the average person. It, it is difficult, and there are things to look at here. There are legitimate issues that are surrounding this, but the problem is... It's treated in this ridiculous way that summarizes the events completely wrong. There is absolutely no evidence whatsoever that there is some sort of white person genocide going on against blacks. There is the evidence in the crime reporting shows very clearly that, you know, for example, blacks kill 12 times, 12 times the amount of blacks than white do. Whites do. And remember, we have more white people here than black people. Right. Twelve times. And a lot of that has to do with, you know, this is where you, you're surrounded, you, you wind up oddly killing people that live near you, and you wind up living near people who look like you. I mean, that is a, a function of society. So these things are not explained by, it's not, it's not about appearance here. This is not, it's not, it's, murder is not caused by skin color. If
2: there's a but, genocide going on, it's happening at Planned Parenthood. Yeah. It's happening c- there.
0: Certainly. We're 14 million.
2: million. Fourteen million black children have been killed before they were born by Planned Parenthood, so I mean that the more abortions of of black babies happen in New York than births of black babies that 's a huge statistic and, and a chilling
0: <laughs> horrific tragic one. I always say this too if you, if you were to say let's say you know what. White people make a blanket policy that any white officer that shoots a black person never gets investigated. Okay, that let's just say that's the the comic book version of what they believe conservatives' policies are. Right. So let's just say we implement that. Every single time a white person has shot a, a white cop has shot a black person in the last ten years, we don't even look at it. We just let them walk. Okay, that's our new policy, and we get our other policy that we have desired. Which is no abortion. Guess which results in a lot more black people being alive. <laughs> it's going to be millions and millions and millions of additional black people alive in our society. And that is what we are not hoping and praying for every day. Right. These supposed racist conservatives want our society to include millions and millions of, of black children that Hillary Clinton does not apparently is not apparently all that concerned about being alive. That's a, a pretty significant difference. And I, I don't understand how, how we could be racist, particularly because we don't even actually support the comic book version of that policy uh, that, that uh, we just uh, falsely implemented. It really is ridiculous. And, and, it, and it, you know, if there is to be uh, this vaunted racial conversation that we're supposed to have, that's supposed to heal all wounds, well, it's not doing anything, it's not helping. It's going the wrong direction. You know. Maybe, maybe less focus on race, maybe less constant hyper-laser focus on race would do us some good. Maybe we look at people again as individuals. The same lesson applies here.
6: It felt like we were closer to that um, eight years ago. It does, before Obama. Oh, no question about I mean,
0: it. <laughs> polling shows it. No you know, I mean, there's a yeah. factual uh, basis to this that whites, blacks, Hispanics, everybody... Uh, believes our racial tension has become worse, and if, you know mm. I'm sure the left would say, "Well, that's because of Trump." And it's before Trump; it was before Trump was oh, even a candidate, long
2: before. Triple eight seven two seven Beck, Pat, Stu, and Jeffy for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program.
6: Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck program.
1: All right, want to tell you about Bill O'Reilly? Oh, boy, his book "Killing Reagan." It has now been turned into a movie. The National Geographic Channel is premiering Killing Reagan Sunday, October 16th, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. The movie follows um, the events that uh, uh, led to the attempted assassination on President Reagan and its effects on history. And it profoundly affects us now, even today, but really uh, 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 profoundly um, uh, affected his marriage, Um, him himself and our country 69 days into office shots were fired i remember i was in high school and uh, i was in the lunchroom when i heard buzz of people talking you know before we had phones Uh, reagan's been shot i went home turned on uh the the news and watched it over and over and over again for days we wondered we didn't know how bad it really was. Bill O'Reilly shows you how bad it really was. Tim Matheson, Cynthia Nixon, star as Ron and Nancy Reagan in Killing Reagan. The premiere is Sunday, October 16th at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. You don't want to miss this. National Geographic Channel, Sunday, October 16th, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, only on National Geographic. Blendeck
3: Program. 88727 back. <laughs>
7: Mercury.
2: on the Glenn Beck Program, 888 727
6: back. With uh, Hurricane Matthew uh, bearing up the East Coast from Florida to the Carolinas, uh, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people have been displaced and evacuated, and over, mm. heck, 400 people have already been reported dead from... Uh, In Haiti, uh, yeah. ...in Republican Haiti, yeah. yeah. So uh, Mercury One is working with our partners to uh, prepare for the immediate needs as uh, Hurricane Matthew passes, and they'll be there to help. And if you'd like to help, you can go to org slash Hurricane Matthew, and you can help with Hurricane Matthew. And also, uh, in Louisiana, they're still picking up the pieces from massive flooding there, too. So just go to org and help as much as you can. Okay.
2: All right, now we've got some good news. Uh, Somebody is finally doing the right thing on Thanksgiving Day. And... Uh, <laughs> Been waiting for this to happen. Uh. Actually, I think it's kind of a new phenomenon, isn't it? It is, it it is. where stores it, yeah. open on Thanksgiving. It's because it's traditional that you open the day after and you have the big sales and, and then people started opening at, you know, six in the morning, then it was four in the morning, then it was Midnight, midnight on thanksgiving yeah. night and then and then it's like well we're going to be open on thanksgiving too
0: but that seems like it's pretty new it is pretty new and and it, i think a lot of even conservatives look look at that and say like oh it's positive it's family time they shouldn't be able they shouldn't be open um you know people say well uh, you know the, the workers shouldn't have to go and work at these stores on this day you know nobody sits back and says hey i you know luckily there's you know those people at the electrical power, power generation plant shouldn't be working right now because they should be with their families. Or I'm watching this nice family movie on TV. Everyone who's employed at that radio television station that has to work, no one cares about those people. No one cares about the cameramen at the NFL games who are there covering for your enjoyment on Thanksgiving. For some reason only shopping. Or the shopping, football players
2: who are also right, exactly. performing for your enjoyment on Thanksgiving. On Thanksgiving. Day.
0: Only shopping gets this treatment. For yeah, some reason, yeah. you're not it's a bad thing to have shop to have shopping be an option. And it's funny because it all stems from this idea that I agree with that it would be if if it's at all possible, you're spending time with family. Yeah. And that's great. But are we conservatives or are we progressives? Because progressives say, you know what, I want you. To spend time with family. We should all be spending time with family. Therefore, I'm going to eliminate the options for you to do anything else because I want you to do what I think you should do. Right. That but, is not the way that we normally think about issues. But the Mall of America
2: is He's taking a the firm right stand. Yeah, they're, they're doing the right thing. Right? They're they're going to be closed. They're going to be closed. On Thanksgiving Day and everybody's celebrating that. And
0: I swear this is just an anti-capitalist thing. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, commercializing and everything. Well, look at people but make choices and do things that they enjoy. I know my family... They would go out and shop. This was one that was the day after Thanksgiving, and it was like a bonding experience between my my aunt and my mom, or my grandmother. I mean, that's there's positives
1: there. We shouldn't shun them. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.